this is normally Saturday in the morning superstars where we uh, channel our midlife crisis. We live in late eighties, early nineties, professional wrestling, but it is actually Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve, part two of our survivor series run. The uh, main event is over and watch you a perfect at playing. Like I love you more. As they're uh, they're yes. helping each other out of the ring. Yeah. They're, they're trying to play like the ultimate baby face yeah. here. I'll hold the ropes for you. No, 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 no. I'm going to hold the ropes for you. You leave the ring first. No, no, you leave the <laughs> ring first. Savage wins that battle. How do you win that? Because Perfect gave in first. He's like, okay, I guess I'll leave. Yeah, well, that's the one who doesn't care as much. I rewatched the DQ ending because the crowd is going nuts and nuts and nuts. Like loudly mm -hmm. and wildly. Like I just saw day one. Yeah. And the crowd's like barely moving for anything. And this crowd yeah. is like going crazy for this DQ <laughs> ending. These guys bought tickets to go see the Warrior and Macho. Mm. They didn't get the Warrior. They get Mr. Nope. Perfect. It ends for the third pay-per-view in a row where the main events ended in some kind of non-pin. WrestleMania 8 had Sid and Hogan and Papa Shango ruins it for some reason. Yep. And then you had SummerSlam where it ended in some kind of like schmozzy ending where Warrior ended up carrying Macho out. And then you yeah, got this thing of, that ends in a yeah. DQ. It's like we're too good to be pinned. And everybody's and they, going nuts for minutes. Like this is great. But they still, you know, as long as they get the they get the win because maybe it was a win by DQ. But I, I think this was like an error of protecting everybody. Yeah. They, they, you know, they had all these guys. You, you think about, you know, who's on this roster right here. You've got Perfect that just came back from retirement or whatever you want to call it. He can't lose right. because of that. You've got Razor who's, you know, on the upswing, hasn't lost any matches that I know, like at least matches that we've seen. Right. Just came in not too long ago, maybe you know, two months before this, he can't lose. Flair is Flair. He's not <laughs> going to lose, you know, and Macho's just is up there with him too. So what do you do? You can't have a clean pin. Kind of reminds me of, you know, when the, the Fiend was getting huge and then all of a sudden they put him in the Hell in the Cell championship yeah. picture. And it's just like, you're not going to have him lose, but they didn't want to put the belt on him that quickly. And, you know, in this day and age, you see that and everybody's booing the shit out of it. But back then it worked. I guess. I mean, yeah. I would have been like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's what we're saying. We're like, it sucks. But, you know, <laughs> back then, the, the good guys still prevail in the end. It's kind of funny that like Flair maybe gets rolled up, gets a quick pin. He gets like outsmarted for three seconds and that would ruin him. Meanwhile, Perfect's like swinging it on him with chairs. He's getting his ass beat back and forth during the DQ. He's yeah. getting beaten like a dog with like with, with furniture and that protects him. Great. All right. That's how we do it in 92. If we say so. Well, me and Gene's in the back with Flair and Razor talking about how it's all going to work next time. Oh, they are rip shit yeah razor's right like here. just pantomiming like a, like he's <laughs> a french busketer yeah and uh i yeah. love it when he brings in the perfecto hey by the way i'm still scarface i'm still scarface he talks about somebody that screwed him over before <laughs> and they say ask him what happened if you can find him yeah you killed the guy it's apparently the popo are gonna be knocking him at his door yeah. Sometime soon. Knock, knock, knock. We've got questions based on your recent testimonial. Yeah. And Nails is like, I bounced a check. I got like five years of beaten up by the boss man for 10 of them. And I was going to say, boss man, we've got your next feud for you after yeah. this. <laughs>
Well, they move on and we get Yokozuna versus red type Virgil. Oh my God. It's sad that they've just relocated Virgil to this role. He was in the same exact role that he was in for SummerSlam. I was thinking exactly that. Yeah. They put him against Nails then when Nails just came in. Wasn't quite ready, I guess. So they, they throw Virgil to the wolves there and then they do it again with Yokozuna here at Survivor Series. So you know the outcome of this match before it even starts. Yeah, the last three Virgil sightings where it's a name versus name was mm-hmm. the Lost to Nails, which earned him a world title shot against Bret Hart because <laughs> <laughs> he just lost, like, failing upwards because he gets the title match. We lost that one, obviously, and now uh, it's not going to go very well. I don't think no. it's much of a spoiler to say he will not uh, beat Yoko. We both caught on to the fact that, you know, Yoko had his full gimmick, like, almost at the jump. But now it's Fuji's turn. Yeah. And Fuji's that. altered his look. He went full Miyagi on this. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was thinking of. He, is, he even has the bald spot. He's in the robe like Yoko. He's not yeah. wearing his bowler hat. He's out of the tux. Yeah. So either they wanted them to match or he forgot his clothes. And he's like, well, they got this <laughs> at the hotel. So I'm yeah. going to wear the hotel robe to the ring. But uh, no yeah. cane, he's just got the flag now. It's a whole new Fuji. Mr. Fuji is in like a giant robe of high energy checkers. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood the checkers. It's, of course, it's got like the Japanese writing around his neck and around the arms and everything. But then it's, it, you know, if he moves too fast, he's going to stop a NASCAR race. Yeah, it's, it's like DC Cab over here. Yeah. Do you like Yoko Fuji or Odd Job from uh, <laughs> Goldfinger Fuji? I kind of like the, the Yoko Fuji. Well, Odd Job Fuji was around for quite a while. He's like Undertaker in that sense. He's got to change up his gimmick. He's Biker Fuji now. Yeah, I thought you couldn't really do this Fuji when he was with Demolition. No. But then again, why the hell is Mr. Fuji with Demolition? <laughs> because it's an apocalyptic road warrior, Mel Gibson type sort of sexual fetish that I wasn't hip to at the time. <laughs> Tag team. Let's put yeah. him with a Asian gentleman with a bowler hat. You know why? The only reason he was there because he did this. Uh, 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 uh. I guess. <laughs> That's all it had to do. Take uh, much uh, back uh, then. Uh, Here's what I don't remember with the entrance of Yoko. The geishas that would hand them flowers? I don't remember that. Yeah. No, this was new for this while being Survivor Series. They tried you know, push the limits up a little bit. I'm looking you at You think the that geishas. was like pay-per-view production value? Like, let's give them some girls and, and yeah. give them flowers? Yeah. I don't remember they're giving, them. They're giving them the whole nine yards here. He's 505. <laughs> this is the least... Heavy will ever see Yokozuna. This is Slim Yoko. That is Slim Yoko. What's with the bucket? Oh, that's the The salt. salt. Okay. okay. He's like LeBron. I wasn't. (laughs) LeBron LeBron was watching Yoko matches when he was a little kid and be like, you know what? I'm doing that shit. So Virgil's totes look to be black and white, at least on my little iPad screen here. He's sporting the referee look. And he's got like stripper tassels on his boots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know about it's that. It's the worst. How did Virgil approve this? I'm free of the million-dollar man. It's kind of like the, the what are those, what are those, like, jester tights. Looks like a candy striper. Yeah, he's got jester tights. He looks like With a the... 13-year-old girl selling candy at a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> the stripes on his tights make him look longer. Therefore, his tallness will overcome the size of Yokozuna. Maybe it's like a zebra and he's harder to catch. Yeah, that could be. We can't put a bead on him. <laughs> but the entire like first third of this match is mm-hmm. Virgil bouncing off of Yokozuna. <laughs> yeah, he's trying a little bit of shucking and jiving here, and the jiving is not shucking right. at all. Every hit on Yoko doesn't knock him down and does 
Virgil damage. Yeah, well, it's, you know, the quintessential big guy beginning to a match. The guy is so big that you just bounce off him and it takes not one, not two, not three, not four drop kicks, but not even five. Like they can't get him down. So it's like, you know, how do you get this big man off his feet? Yeah, I think that's that's gonna be like the running gag for months. Like and exactly. the first guy that brings him to his knees, like, holy shit, he's yeah, down on exactly. his knees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how it works. They've done this with every big man. So, you know, it's no different. The only difference, I guess, with Yokozuna is he can move a little bit quicker than many of the older big men. Yeah. I mean, any move he does, the crowd just gasps. You hear the air go out of the arena. Like, he (laughs) suplexes Virgil, and the crowd's like, like, did he kill him? Like, everything (laughs) is so much more massive when a 505-pound guy is doing it to you. Yeah, that side suplex that he hits on Virgil, like, pounds him through the mat. Yokozuna actually leaves his feet. Yeah, he gets air. Air Yoko. It's, he needs a shoe. <laughs> yeah, well, he does need shoes. He's barefoot. Uh, when Virgil recovers, his new tactic is just trying to stay away from Yoko. <laughs> yeah, like pretty much. Dodging him. He's like, yeah, he's inclusive. He's trying to tell Yoko, give me a second, man. <laughs> yeah, that one hurt. <laughs> that one hurt. Okay, well, wait a minute. Yoko then drops a leg on Virgil, like a leg drop, and yes. uh, it, it killed him. He died. Fatality. Oh, yeah. I think Keenan refers to it as a drumstick. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I just have on my notes, big leg drumstick. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, tying the turkey in. We got to remind yes, everybody. of course. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, Virgil tries for a roll-up, and Yoko counters by just sitting on him. That was awesome. <laughs> that was the best. Why would you, I mean, this is why Virgil is resigned to being a red tight. How do you ever think you can roll up somebody the size of Yokozuna? <laughs> That's like a total red tight move right there. Well, the roll-up looked like he tripped him and he accidentally falls and crushes him. Yeah. And the crowd's like, oh my God, did he really just die there? He's dead. Yeah. (laughs) The the ref just gets a mop. The Criminal Minds cast comes out. Yeah. They just go chalk drawing. (laughs) It's not great. Yeah, the DNA samples are all over the place. We finally get the squash, which is a very big manny kind of thing, which is go to the second rope and do something mm-hmm. on top of the guy this was like a sit you know every big man had a yeah. i go to the second rope and do some shit yeah and that's out one two three yeah and then uh, yoko has like the menacing face during that like i just killed this man i killed him <laughs> he's dead let's do a ritual and they they do a uh, burial yeah he starts yes. doing like fake tai chi or some such shit and does his sumo stuff yeah take her i need that coffin you made yeah i wonder if it was repurposed for yoko if that thing was just ever just redressed or if they just get a new coffin every time i do remember the uh, bobby the brain telestrator brain scan turkey leg drawing <laughs> that brought back memories of course yes he's got the drumsticks and the virgil being the mashed potatoes landing on him i mean he couldn't go with squash i mean it writes itself oh damn it see right there we, we should have we should have been writing. There's the there's the turkey leg, there's the mashed potatoes. It's all over. Sorry, Virgil. You are now a glorified red tight. Yeah, which is quite ironic because Yokozuna is wearing the red tights. He is wearing the red tights, but he's not the red tight. Red tight is a title. It's not an article. And now we have Sean Mooney and the faces. Of course, after the Yoko match, we get uh, Macho and Perfect. Yeah, uh, loving on each other. Of course. And they decided to have a feast back there. They got their... Start pulling turkeys out of their ass. <laughs> they got turkeys for everybody. They got a turkey for you, a turkey for you. I'm like, oh, pro for you. 
yeah, for some reason, Perfect starts pulling turkeys and saying, Ric Flair, this is you. Mm-hmm. Razor Ramon, this is you. And then he gets like this Cornish hen thing. <laughs> says, this is Bobby the Brain. And the funniest thing I've ever seen, you know, Perfect always spits the gum out and smacks it away. Never misses. Of course. Does the yeah. same thing with the, with, the, with the chicken. With the turkey. He slaps the turkey off awesome. screen. Oh, it's the best. Uh, yeah, Macho and Emizy, you're the best. No, you're the best. It's just a love fest over here between yeah, the two of you, these guys. Meanwhile, this, uh, that's not how the match went. The match went with Perfect no. coming back, doing his shit, Macho getting his ass handed to him for 15 minutes. Perfect mm-hmm. being so disgusted with his performance, he almost leaves. <laughs> and then he comes back just because, I don't know. Like, they win, and now they're like, you're the best. No, you're not. They hated each other before the match, during the match, oh. and now suddenly you're best friends. All of a sudden, you're the best. Yeah. You know, these guys are best friends. Remember when Wear and, and Macho were best friends? You could, Best friends really quick in wrestling. Uh, apparently. And back in 92, people bought it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't uh, much of an interview, though. I mean, it's just like a gag yeah we got the you know bringing a little bit more of the thanksgiving vibe into it with the turkeys uh of course they go back to vince and bobby and bobby's in a tizzy because of all this can't believe what has happened yeah and next we have the eight-man survivor series ish match Mm, kind of yeah fredo macho is the luckiest man on earth i can handle things i'm smart the genius (laughs) is over here he does absolutely nothing nope. he comes out he goes back and he gets paid <laughs> like i could walk down an aisle <laughs> i've got a robe in my closet <laughs> i do too we could have been this person we this, we has, done brings this. nothing to the table at all to this pay-per-view and got a check when was the last time he actually wrestled because i remember when he first came in yeah, he was leaping Lani Poffo. yeah and then he'd wrestle as a genius too yeah he did wrestle as the genius but very quickly he's, he's just wrestling. manager only i wonder maybe he got hurt i have no idea Nice guy, but what the freak? The Beverly's come in first. Money Inc. is out next in their pay-per-view whites. Yeah. Well, of course, it's pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Got to get the, the new the new clothes out. And for some reason, yeah. Jimmy Hart. DiBiase looking like a million bucks. He is. That, the white tux is the best. Like, he looks great. Yeah. White yeah. Does look like a million bucks. Jimmy Hart, of course, has the, the money jacket on. Money bow tie. Never noticed the money bow tie. Money bow tie. The IRS quickly grabs the mic and tells everybody that they have to pay their taxes, to which the crowd boos. Pay your taxes <laughs> if you want to survive. There you go. That's how he linked it to the pay-per-view. Real surprised to bring out Quake and Typhoon next because they look small. I mean, they're taller, but they look small mm-hmm. compared to Yoko. I guess so, yeah. When your gimmick is you're a big fat guy, you don't want to be the slimmer fat guy. You know, you're going back to back and you're going, oh, no, well, we just saw a bigger guy. I'd have to rewind it just to check. But for Quake and Typhoon, they did the camera angle from below them. Yes. I don't know if they did that for Yoko. No, they didn't. They're uh, they're up top. Yeah, I think they were normal height for Yoko because he's just massive as it is. So I think for Earthquake and Typhoon, they gave him that low thing to give him more of that sense of the height. Because Yoko's not necessarily that tall. He's no. just wide. He's very wide. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this these guys are a little bit different. They're big guys, but they're also tall guys, too. To the ring in a very odd way is the face nasty boys. Yeah, like, the Nasty Boys music starts and everybody's cheering them, and they're like, "How do I even get to the ring at this point?" Yeah, because they scowl and they like piss off the people, and now they're just like, "We're mad, not at the fans. We're coming for but you." They're nasty. We're nasty. They're nasty boys. <laughs> We're still angry. 
even though we're good guys. Do you think they're like, look, we never want to be good guys. We just want to be badass, beat you down people. If we call ourselves the nasty boys, they really can't turn us face, right? Yeah, no. Blake yeah. and Typhoon start. Blake and Typhoon are imitating flair. Yeah, I was questioning that as well. Blake does the little walk. They're doing the strut and the hair thing. Yeah, and, and then uh, Typhoon pushes him down and does it himself very poorly, I may add. But I'm not quite sure, you know, what that had to do with anything. anything. Do you think Flair's in the back on what the yeah. fuck? They're stealing my shit, man. <laughs> Stop it. Over here, we got some perpetrators. Disasters do their greatest hits. They do their corner squish on both Beverly's. Nobs comes mm-hmm. in. He wants money, Inc. Bo slaps Nobs yeah. and then is instantly murdered. Kills him. <laughs> we had to jack him a little bit. Yeah, Nobs is like, wait a minute. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> yeah, no. Sags comes um, in to take the heel beating. They have to always throw one of those in so we can get a hot tag for the faces. So Sags is the one that takes the beating. I know. Notice Vince was trying to use big words. Yes. <laughs> and Brain and Brain was calling him out. Brain's just like, you know, no, that's not that's not yeah. right. <laughs> what? Is that English? I remember the prank guy would speak English. Yeah. Yeah, everybody beats um, up Sags. Ted Ted comes in, beats up Sags, RS beats up Sags. We get a nasties mm-hmm. chant. The, the the crowd's trying to get behind the nasty boys with it. Nasties. Well, yeah. once again, such you know, the turns happen so quickly. Yeah. And people buy it. You're the good guys. You're the bad guys. And, that, think, and we're, we're Pavlovian. I think with the invention of just the internet and people becoming more, you know, marks with all the, knowing all the background stuff, that's, you know, that's where the change over occurred because then they started seeing these people as, you know, real people and not like wrestlers. Yeah, not a story so, guy. Yeah. So, you know, they like who they like because they know more about them now and not just what they see on tv yeah not the story they're trying to tell with the cartoon characters exactly with that that's a good good point sags tries to make a comeback but uh for some reason jimmy hart just because distracts the ref Mm -hmm. yeah hard up on the apron but he runs away at the end beverly's mistimed their rope double team and it doesn't happen it just doesn't work out they never go back to it the sags beatdown lasts like 75 minutes too long the thing's like oh my god this, well, they they just they drew this, uh, and you kind of figured they they were going to because this being the only Survivor Series match and having to have the two pins, I I just felt like from the get go this match was going to be too long. I thought that because it's a Survivor Series match, they do quick falls, and we'd be mm-hmm. out of this in, in fairly quickly. It does not; it goes no. on forever. No, Quake gets uh, a lukewarm tag. Yeah, you know he gets tagged in. Everybody's like. All right. Yeah. Like there's no pop for it or anybody. Nothing. But then everybody goes in and they take out Blake and now it's four on two. We get uh, all the faces against Just Money Inc. Yeah. And Fredo walks back. He got paid. He's like, I'm well, he's done. done for the night. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> then it's Ted's turn to get his ass kicked. Quick destroys Ted. Now all mm-hmm. the faces do mm-hmm. quick tags. Then IRS and Ted double suplex Quake. Quake throws IRS during the pin attempt. IRS is covering his ears when people chant his name. <laughs> they chant Irwin and he's upset. Yes. He hasn't lived with that name all his life. Well, he hasn't. He's Mike Rotunda. <laughs> I wonder if he was like really irritated. Irwin, shut up. This gimmick <laughs> sucks. If the rest of the time, I'm Mike fucking Rotunda. I, I will kill you. And yes. look what they dress me as an accountant. I have to yeah. wrestle as an accountant. My initials are IRS. <laughs> <laughs> they do the match that we saw on TV where Money Inks just tries to put Quake asleep. 
they get him in a couple of sleeper holds. They read him a bedtime story. They give him some warm milk. Yeah. Sing him a lullaby. What's really embarrassing, though, is IRS has him in the sleeper hold. And Ted DiBiase comes in with some warm water in a bowl and puts his hand in it. Oh. <laughs> awful. Uh, yes, the earthquake forms a tidal wave. <laughs> they try putting him to sleep and then they put shaving cream on one of his uh, hands and they start tickling oh, yeah, his nose. No, no. They put his underwear in the in the freezer. They put him asleep and they start drawing penises on his face. <laughs> hey, you fell asleep in the ring. You get what you yeah. get. You're the first one. Bobby, during this match, mentions the Lords of London insurance policies that these guys were all taking out to kind of cash in when they're on uh, their way out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't catch that, obviously, back 30 years ago, but now I know that was a thing. I was like, oh, I can't believe he brought that up because I think Perfect mm-hmm. was collecting on his. Yeah. And then when he got him back, they had to pay it all back. Oh, wow. Or someone had to pay it. I bet Vince Vince's like, shit, how do I get Perfect back in the ring? What do I got to pay them? God damn it. Got to shell out that McMahon cash for that one. That McMahon cash to get Perfect in the ring. He's got goddamn warrior. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Quint gets a boot up to take out Ted. IRS and yeah. Typhoon get hot tags. Typhoon cleans house. Of course he he does. Nasties come in, knock Ted out, okay. and there's some uh, some charcuterie. Yo, meats and meats and cheeses. But Sags quick pins IRS, and this match that had this endless middle is over in three seconds. Very like, quickly, very quickly. Yeah, pin typhoon, pin IRS, over back to back. Like yeah, Jimmy comes up on the apron at that point, and they tease grab, trying to grab him, but Jimmy comes down very quickly, grabs the belts, and the tiny rodent that he is runs away. Yes. He's like, but we're still a chance. But we're still a chance. Yes, because the belts were not on the line. So boo for that. And yeah, our our faces win the somewhat survivor series match. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Survivor-ish. All right, we'll do it. But we're only going to have two falls. Yeah, yeah. They get one and kind of a half of one. Yes, very quickly. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, miss, I miss the gimmick pay-per-views because now they're all the same and now not only are they all the same they're not much different than a raw yeah so when yeah. you had like in this pay-per-view we're gonna have all teams and this pay-per-view we're gonna throw people over the top rope you know it's different than what we're seeing every single day and now for like was it five hours if you're just watching <laughs> raw and smackdown yeah. let alone yeah. aw and nxt and everything else yeah uh, i've pretty much signed off of, of wwe lately because it's been the same thing week after week. So Yeah, I, I've kind of tuned out myself. And I like watching this older stuff better than I like watching the current. So I like watching this for WWE yeah. and AEW for present day. Yes, exactly. Weird. That's, that's, where, that's where I am as well. well. We go backstage and we're on the hotline. Yeah, always be closing. Always be closing. Yes, we've got uh, Perfect, Macho, and Tatanka, of all people, on their phones with their coffee mugs, and they've got papers in front of them. I was trying to read what it says on the one in front of Tatanka, because you can kind of see it, but it's hard to read. But I noticed while Tatanka is talking on the phone, he's still chopping. He's still moving his arms around. He's still pontificating. He's still pontificating. He's on the phone pontificating. This is just a a roll of a bad roulette wheel, right? Because... yeah. 
I've actually called these numbers. I'd have to beg my mom, can I call this 900 number? And she's like, mm-hmm. like we talked about this. I'm like, no, 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 it's it's, uh, it's wrestling. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But your chances of actually getting the live people, I never got a live person. I always got like mm-hmm. a recording. Yeah. But your chances of getting someone live are like super slim because you got sure. probably thousands of people calling and only three guys man the phone. Yeah. Can you imagine actually getting through to a human and getting to Tonka? I'm going to listen to this guy pontificate for the next three minutes. It's uh, like going on Star Tours to get the Jar Jar film. No. You're like, oh, <laughs> again. Tell me about the spirits. <laughs> Tell me about the eagle feathers. Tell me about the great chiefs. All right. Native American. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you could have gotten the Macho Man Randy Savage or the returning Mr. Perfect. You get to talk to the talk. It's just unacceptable. It is. It is. Well, here's what's totally acceptable. Okay. Undertaker Kamala. <laughs> oh, by the way, we love Kamala. And we we're talking about yes. you know, how great it would be if he ever listened to this. Yeah. Uh, Kamala died. Yeah, <laughs> you sent me that. I had Kamala. We somehow missed this. He was going to live forever. <laughs> I was actually hoping because, you know, everybody's got a favorite, but, you know, a lot of times it's like the ma- big major stars and everybody mm-hmm. could be a fan of Hogan. Sure. But to be a fan of Kamala, I bet that would make Kamala feel great. Hey, here's a couple of guys who really, really like to act. <laughs> We're still talking about it. They're on a podcast that hopefully somebody will eventually listen to. <laughs> And they love your matches. And yes. I'd hope that one day he'd he'd hear one of our episodes somehow oh. or get like a tweet like, hey, two morons are talking about you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, get a smile on his face. But unfortunately, R.I.P. Kamala. Maybe his family is still listening. Maybe. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe he has some kids. We liked your dad. Your dad rocked. I was, I was this close to buying his tights. I was, I was like, why isn't this dude on Cameo? Everybody wants to make 50 bucks for doing nothing. I know. And now I know. Well, <laughs> uh, cameo. What would a cameo for Kamala? Now. To do the cameo. What? Yeah, it wouldn't work if he was like still in character. You know what? I'd take it. I would take it. I'd be like, you go, Kamala. <laughs> We get a uh, replay of what got us here. We have this, the SummerSlam sit-up where Kamala did damage after the match. I feel like Kamala's reaction to Undertaker sitting up is like a meme somewhere. How much money could this dude could have made if he just hung on a little longer? <laughs> on YouTube, Kamala reacts? I'd watch that every week. Yeah. Kamala <laughs> reacts to whatever. Yes. When he went... Undertaker sits up. The look on Kamala's face great. Is, is so good. <laughs> we get the back-to-back weeks of him freaking out around the coffin. The uh, Superstars yep. one and the Challenge one. So I guess if you're watching Challenge and you didn't get Superstars, you'd still get the story, which mm-hmm. is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yes, uh, which is which is like us. <laughs> that's right. We watch Superstars. We don't watch Challenge. <laughs> well, yeah, because Challenge, the cocks got to get their shit together. Yeah, there's no cock. The cha- cha- no cock yeah. challenge. Cock challenge. Yeah, the cock challenge is, is weak. Just like a few episodes, yes. and not even from this time period. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get a montage of all the coughing making vignettes. So we have a montage mm-hmm. of the montages. We also get Harvey in the ring, mm-hmm. as he usually is, to announce the Lord of the Jungle, the Ugandan giant. Was he always the Lord of the Jungle? Did I, did I miss that? I don't remember. 
I don't remember if he was Lord of the Jungle or not. And then the hardest working man in show business tonight is uh, Paul Bearer because we get the gong and he's wheeling out this massive coffin, mm-hmm. which looks awesome. It's this yep. enormous pine box, which awesome. looks about three times higher than a normal casket should. The giant Kamala coffins out there. Undertaker, in my favorite look for The Undertaker in all his years, I liked original OG Undertaker look. Oh, with- yeah minimal tattoos the one tattoo of himself yeah coming out from the glove that's it and the that coat that had the buttons on the back Mm -hmm. this is my favorite outfit we're about one hour 44 minutes and 47 seconds in or so okay we have a giant foam urn that you could buy but right behind the foam urn is zach galifianakis oh my god that was splitting an 80s quaff too yeah that man never ages no, he's looking great. <laughs> Undertaker's taking the lead off the coffin. And once again, Kamala okay. just has the perfect looks for everything. Like, what? He's no. like, I ain't going to there. I ain't going to there. I didn't Undertaker not laugh. I don't know. I would have just been busting a gut the whole time. He's got to be like biting his lip. Absolutely hilarious. Kamala's over in the corner hiding his face. <laughs> he's trying he's to covering get his me. eyes. He doesn't want to see it. He starts you know the backstage, it. backstage, and he's like, Mark, listen, man, I'm just going to try and make you laugh as much as I possibly can. I'm going <laughs> to break you out there. It's going to happen. Watching backstage had to have been losing their shit. Oh, yeah. It was just Easily. so great. Easily. Kamala during, like, as they're starting to face each other, his karate chop mm. pose. Like, he'll try to <laughs> scare him off with the karate chop pose, and the Undertaker will get yes. closer, and they'll back up a little bit, and the karate chop pose again. It's yes. So well, he's, he's, you know, they try, they're trying to domesticate him. So they're showing him old kung fu movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is the stand? To help him. Yes. But yeah, he does like this pose where he's like trying to intimidate him. <laughs> yeah. Undertaker goes full Michael Myers with his no cells. He's just like the, the creature that keeps on coming back. You can stun him for yep. a second, but he's just going to come keep on out of, coming at him. Yep. We get, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's not old school. <laughs> yeah, it's new, new school at this point. Definitely new school. And it's all, everything's slow and methodical. Like right after that, he has... Kamala down on the mat and even when he goes to like choke him he brings the hand all the way up and it's a big slow yeah you know, brings the hand down onto his throat there yeah there's like drama yeah Kamala gets a little bit of offense in here getting some chops on the head a nice kick to the stomach there and Mark does kind of does the no sell and then he gets to do his patented flip over the rope right to where Whippleman and Kim Chi are so he can grab them yeah, they don't do a good job of filming it because I was like, did he land on his feet? Like the, the cameraman, I don't think they used as many cameras as mm-hmm. they do now mm-hmm. because I, I was like, that's a great move. They got to know it's coming, but yeah. I didn't see it that well. I didn't see him land on his feet well. I know he did it well. I just didn't see it well. <laughs> like, yeah. the I, I like how Kamala decides that, you know, I can't hurt him, but maybe he can be hurt by things. He starts yes. ramming the Undertaker's head into stuff. This match deemed as a no disqualification match. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they're allowed to do all sorts of shit because oh, okay. it can't end unless they put him in the coffin. So there's no end okay. to this match. Oh, okay. He gets coffinized. So there's no DQ. So I always like the idea of the small guy can use the ring as a weapon mm. against a big guy to make it a little bit more plausible. Mm. The problem here is, you know, Kamala's as big as The Undertaker, if not more. Like, we don't get a tombstone on Kamala in either match because I don't think he could do it. 
to Kamala. No, no. Kamala takes the, the ring and starts beating him up with it. He gets him on the steps. He gets him with, what else does he hit him with? He hits him with uh, kimchi's hat. Yes, the hat returns. <laughs> the hat ended the SummerSlam match. Yeah, he hits him with a chair. Yes. The, the wrong end of a chair, I should mention. He had like the chair upside down. So well, he's, he's very Kamala. Close. He doesn't know. He doesn't know good chair <laughs> form. He's like, Come he's like folding chairs in the Ugandan jungle. Learn to teach him how to use a chair before you show him Kung Fu movies. <laughs> he doesn't know from chairs. Yeah. He t- he gets Undertaker up in a in a power slam there, or, or just like a, a basic body slam, puts him down on the mat, and Undertaker immediately sits up. And once again, another perfect mugging by Kamala. This is like, what? How uh. can I possibly get up from that? And then he does it again. He just keeps getting up. He just doesn't understand why he keeps coming up. Yeah, he's like, why isn't this guy dead? Yeah. They do this thing with The Undertaker that they started to do where, you know, the finisher and he'd rise up. And then, mm-hmm. what? like a finisher and he'd rise up slower. Mm-hmm. And the third time puts him down. Yeah. For a good chunk of time. And that's what we mm-hmm. get here. But Paul becomes the distracting element. He gets on the apron. Mm-hmm. Kim Chi chips him off the apron. So... Holy shit, poor Paul Bearer. Yeah, it takes a little bit of a bump. The urn is now in the ring. The urn goes flying into the ring right next to, to Undertaker, to which Kamala kicks it out to Kim Chi. Kim Chi's scared of it. <laughs> so she, she throws it back to Kamala. Yeah. Who's <laughs> like a hot potato. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't want the, the dead dude. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing uh, who doesn't want the urn. <laughs> and by that time, the Undertaker's up and hits... Uh, Hits Kamala with the urn for with the, the urn. pin. Then the bellkeeper is just too used to that because he rings the bell, but the match doesn't actually end. No, no. So we got a premature ringing. We did. So we got the, yeah, we got the pin and then it just takes a little bit of a, a roll over into the coffin. He's like, how am I going to get this big guy over here? He puts the, the top on and then he has a RIP on his hammer <laughs> to which he nails Kamala into the coffin. Yeah, it's the important of pre-drilling because they go in pretty quick. <laughs> I remember the first hit, like the, the nail just goes in right away. I was like, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, the holes are in there. I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't know. See. It, it, they do it pretty quick. Yeah. And seeing if there was already a hole there. Oh, yep. There, there's the hole. There's the hole. There you go. You got pre-drill. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you put RIP on the hammer? No one sells those. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, we get the gong because the bell's already rung. They don't they don't end the match with the bell. They end the match mm-hmm. with uh, the Undertaker's music. Yeah, and the winner announcement. Oops. So not only did he have to pin him and roll mm-hmm. his ass into the casket and put the lid on it, it wasn't until they actually hammered everything that they announced him as the winner. I like <laughs> how this was the beta test because they probably look back on this and like this is a pretty cool idea, mm-hmm. but. The ending's stupid. Yeah. Why don't we just roll the motherfucker in the casket and close the lid? Yeah. Why do we pin him first? This is dumb. Yeah. It's a match built for the Undertaker. So. Yeah. Who else is going to do that? Who else is going to do it? But here's Paul Barra earning his money with a genius as a manager did shit. Paul Barra wheels Kamala's ass (laughs) and his humongous casket out of the building. This poor man. This happened to be some sturdy wheels. Like he's sweating his ass off. He can no longer feel his left arm. (laughs) As he's trying to Mm -hmm. wheel Mm -hmm. Kamala in this casket out. Undertaker, who's built and huge and strong, (laughs) nowhere to be seen. Paul Bearer has to push (laughs) Kamala out. But a little extra cash for that one. Had to. Had to. You know, Paul Spector is like, you know, Vince, would really make a lot of sense is if, you know, Harvey and Kimchi grab the casket and push him out to save their their wrestler. (laughs) No. 
you you haul his ass out there, Paul. <laughs> I don't know if damn I can it. move him, Vince. <laughs> God damn it. But it's Mark does it. I mean, you know, it, it would make sense. Oh, no, the, the Undertaker <laughs> doesn't move furniture. Damn it. <laughs> this sucks. We're it. This is the new and improved main event. It's, it's on last. Yes. We got champion versus champion. Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels is with Shawn Mooney. Yes. Shawn's saying he has no manager anymore because no, yeah. Sherry's Sherry's been recovering for quite some time after the vicious hit by Marty Jannetty with the mirror. Well, if you oh. show Medusa a mirror, he tur- she turns into stone. So. <laughs> might be the so last. She's a, yes, she's done. Yes, but uh, you know, Shawn's doing the math, and he's not wrong on this. You know, he, he says that Brett is the fighting champion, but you know, Bulldog Beach beat Brett and Sean beat Bulldog. So therefore one and one equals two and Sean should be easily able to beat Brett. Yeah. This is a lot better than Scott Steiner math. Here's my problem with this promo is this ridiculous notion that makes no logical sense that Brett is this. Not only is it's okay to say he's a fighting champion that he, that he puts the Mm -hmm. title on the line a lot, but this line Brett has more defenses than anyone in history. Now, I don't do any yeah. research for this show, but <laughs> all right. Who bef- who had the, the longest title reigns prior to Bret Hart? Who's in the top mm-hmm. 10 of title reigns, but mm-hmm. still wrestled before Bret Hart? Bruno Sammartino. Of course. His first reign, 2,803 days. His second Oof. reign, 1,237 days. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we're talking like seven years. Yeah, that's <laughs> years. Yeah. That's, yeah, what are Bob the years Backlund, there? Bob Backlund, 2,135 days. Hogan's first reign alone, 1,474 days. Pedro Morales, 1,027 days. Macho Man Randy Savage is the only wrestler prior to this that's in the top 10 of all time. He had 371 days over a year. Yeah. Bret Hart's been champion for a month. <laughs> Most defenses than anyone in history. So I apparently mean, Bruno San Martino in over 4,000 days mm-hmm. wrestled less than 30 times <laughs> to defend his title. I love that show. You know, the, the WWE has been known to embellish. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. Well, Sean's out. Sherry's still singing. Yeah. And then Britt is with Gene. We uh, take a drink because he mentions where he wins the title. Ah, Saskatoon. That's right. Gene is talking about how the fighting champion is and how he's defeated the entire lower mid card. Yeah. Brett's got a little bit of a snicker when he's talking about it. It's like an on the shit snicker. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you beat Virgil and the Berserker. What? The I know. Hell? I know. All, right. all these people you defeated and, and Virgil. <laughs> Never let a Canadian talk about Thanksgiving because he's like, Thanksgiving is a day known for giving thanks. <laughs> Way to state the obvious there. And then he starts, like, Sean did his interview. His music hits. He's in the ring right now, posing or whatever, killing time. And Brett's like, every sense is, and you, Sean Michaels, and and you, Sean Michaels, and and you, Sean Michaels. I'm like, He's in the ring already. He's not <laughs> listening to you. He has no way to see this promo. Yeah, he can't hear a thing. No, he's not listening. He hasn't heard a goddamn thing you said. Yeah, yeah. He does his little what about me pose at the end of this. I guess that's his thing. You got to do that all the time. So yeah. as he's leaving to go to the ring, he does the, oh, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Brooklyn Brett. 
He's the most choochy Canadian I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the Canadian fond. He's got the greasy hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like one motorcycle away. He's got the leather <laughs> jacket most of the time. Yep, yep, yep. Creepy Vince. Sean comes out. He's in great condition. How did you tell us, Vince? <laughs> Crowd goes and pops for Brett. We got uh, more shots of screaming teens. Of course, because he is the—he's supposed to be the heartthrob, even though Shawn Michaels portrays it. Yeah, yeah. Shawn's in uh, cow patch meets zebra pants. Yeah, I was—I <laughs> I think I had that in my notes. I was like, "What's with the what's with the cow print?" But under it is zebra. Yeah, it's very very confusing. Yeah, I don't know. He's 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 trying a new lookout here. He's an arc. Yeah, Brett comes out. Yeah, quite quite on the on the run here. He comes out quite quickly. Yeah. He's moving, moving towards that ring. Spoiler alert, this match is too long, so he doesn't yeah. need to rush. He could take yeah. his time. They tried to overdo this. I think they were trying to rival some of the better matches on this. And they both, you know, could do it. But I think, yeah, they went a little bit too long on this. Yeah, one. I think they were trying to, like, do a savage steamboat, and it, it yeah. wasn't. No. The commentators aren't calling the match. They talk about the competitors a lot of times. Like, there's not mm-hmm. a play-by-play guy between the two of them, because... Neither yeah. of these guys are really good play-by-play people. Yeah. Sean cheats to get out of holds. He'll pull hair and stuff to get out of holds. While Brett will wrestle his way out of holds. Like, he knows a counter. Sean will cheat. So, if they're in some yeah. kind of arm bar or headlock or whatever, Sean will pull mm-hmm. pull hair or do... or Yeah, he's he has a lot of grabbing the hair here, trying to hide it from the rests. Yeah. Yeah. It's and all over the place. When Brett's in a hold, he'll outmaneuver his way out so the wrestling has to be good because neither of these guys are like larger in life i think that's that's what they were doing like we're not we're not giant mega stars we're just gonna have to wrestle the shit out of this yeah i think they tried too hard really well the formula is and i I figured this out a lot especially with what they consider to be a technical match you know back in this day is that they do a couple of quick moves that goes into some type of hold. Yeah. And then they're probably uh, talking about what series they're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like into an arm bar, throw into the ropes, leapfrog, go under, uh, quick backflip, back into a hold. All right. Next set of moves. So yeah. It, and that went on for way too long. Yeah. They did it a way lot. It was back yeah. and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. So there was never really a clear comeback. It was just like, who's going to, be the final person. It's like watching a basketball game. Who's going to get the final two points? Yeah. 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 Everybody's scoring back and forth. There was no wins. Exactly. When's the buzzer going to ring and it's actually going to end? There was no long section of like one or the other being, you know, down for the count or being close to finishing. It just kind of went quick there. Yeah. Brett does that thing where he goes arm first into the ring post. And the only person who takes a ring post better is Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah. Like Brett yeah. would always go full steam either into the post or into the turnbuckles. And I don't know how he managed to yeah. not dislocate himself. He looks like he dislocates his shoulder. Yeah. After the shoulder hit. And oddly enough, Brett's the one going after the arm the whole time. And like he hurts mm-hmm. his shoulder and Sean doesn't really work it. Brett goes fast into the turnbuckle. So he does like the uh, shoulder into the ring post and then almost immediately gets slingshotted into the turnbuckle. It was so quick. Even the brain's like, that was like 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it, it does look uh, pretty devastating. And they weren't sure whether or not Sean Michaels actually saw him hit the post because that was brain's whole thing. You know, 
brain playing uh, uh, coach up there saying, you know, work on the work on the shoulder, work on the shoulder. But apparently he does notice because he does start to play the shoulder a little bit. The five moves of doom are used as a tease in this match. So he Mm -hmm. gets one of them and then another one. And then the third one will miss. And then Sean will take advantage. I have realized that the roll up, you know, the the quick pin that they use like way too much now. Oh, it's all over the place. Yeah. That used to never work. Now always works. Like the only way you can win the 24 seven championship. Yeah. That is the (laughs) idiot's version of the small package. Yes. Because Brett applies that roll up. Like he will Mm -hmm. octopus himself in order to small package a guy. As opposed mm-hmm. to just a scoop roll up that no one would ever fall for or never would easily be able to get out of. Yeah. When Brett does it, it looks like you are so hooked up and he somehow octopus himself into a way that you are locked into that thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the roll up is the idiot's small package. Yeah. When he finally does get to, we, we start to get towards the end of this match. I, I noticed that Brett goes back into his five moves of doom, but he would do like, one move and then a quick two count near fall. And then he would do, uh, you know, then he does like the back body drop, another two count, you know, off the second rope, two count. But he doesn't get all of them at the same time. He gets all five and then puts on a sleeper and mm-hmm. Sean gets them out of the ring. So it's like, all right, we're yeah. finally here. Boom, 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 boom. And then Sean breaks it mm-hmm. up. So I think they were trying to play with their expectations. Like they've seen a million Bret Hart matches and let's mm-hmm. not give him the five moves and then the sharpshooter. Yeah. Vince's voice by the end of the thing is like, he is so high up here. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah. it sounds like Mickey Mouse calling the match. And Heenan's like trying to play it up. It's like, what a great match. You know? Yeah. But no one can call it. Like no. Vince can't call <laughs> this match. That could have also hurt this thing because you have this match with a zillion moves in it. Yeah. And Vince doesn't know any moves. I, I, How do you grow up around? I mean, I guess I was, I'm a cardiologist's son and don't know anything about the heart. I get it. But yeah. You're in the business. Yeah. Like, it'd be like going to medical school and still not knowing anything about the heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he doesn't know anything. No. What a maneuver. What a maneuver. What, what a maneuver. maneuver what yeah. a maneuver. Like, and that's where the drop goes. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to put yeah. that one in. I don't have that one. Yeah, I have that one. Uh, one of the weirder things is uh, the whole match, Brett wrestles his way out of moves and Sean cheats his way out of moves. But when Sean, sure. when Sean really gets the upper hand on him towards the end of the thing, Brett bites to get out of a, a hold. Yeah. And Vince, yeah. again, doesn't know what to do. He's like, oh, like, uh, what do I do? The, my, he's a face. <laughs> my ultimate face champion just cheated. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he's a little, I mean, Hogan cheated a lot, but it was also... He cheated the exact same way that the bad guy did. Like, yeah, he got hit with a chair. He'd grab the chair and hit. He's just like, you know, turn about is fair play type of cheating. Yeah, this is Brett just biting to get out of a hold. Yeah, so that's yeah. a little cheap. Uh, yeah. A lot of the cliche stuff, like the uh, sunset flip, and Sean's grabbing for the rope but can't get it. Mm-hmm. Sean, mm-hmm. you know, doing his flip on the on the turnbuckle. Sean getting crotched on the top. But he does that all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like, the huge flip over the turnbuckle. Nobody did it better than Shawn Michaels. No. I think he's like, I'm, I'm going to come up with one better than Flair. I think that's yeah. what he did. That's his huge thing to just get, you know, clobbered into a corner and jump over that, that turnbuckle. One of the cooler ones that I saw was Shawn gets locked into the ropes. Like his arms are caught between the second and, and third rope. And Brett goes running out of him and Shawn gets out of it. And Brett goes over. Out of the way. Yeah. I like that. Because I, I initially I thought he was going to be there for because he does that. As well, I mean that happened in uh, WrestleMania 10 
that's how he loses the the ladder match to Razor. He gets caught up in the ropes. Right. There, can't, can't get out. Right. So I thought he was going to be there for a little bit, but he gets out fairly quickly. Yeah. Never seen before, never seen since. Shawn Michaels counters an arm drag in midair. <laughs> I've ne- never seen that. It's awesome. But this thing goes on forever, but Shawn eventually jumps into the sharpshooter. Like Brett catches his legs, gets into the sharpshooter. Yeah. Vince McMahon drops his headset runs down and calls for the bell. <laughs> Uh-oh. And Sean's like, I didn't give up. I didn't give up. <laughs> Brett is thrown the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. And leaves with both belts. Yeah. And is is signing WCW. W- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brett Hart can never wrestle in Ohio again. He's moved yeah. out of the building to this day. Yep, yep, yep. They all hate him. They all hate him over there in Ohio. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, Santa's showing up. And, and it snows. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with this. I see Santa coming down to the ring. I'm like, is Brett going to like clock Santa? Or is <laughs> yeah. this like some other wrestler that's like dressed up as Santa that's going to take him down at the end? No. And then we're going to have some new feud? No, it's just Santa coming down to the ring. And I think he brought him down his, his winner's check. Because Bret Hart's <laughs> posing with Santa and he's got this check in his hand. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> Santa brought his payday. Yeah, Santa's like doing the Bret Hart move and everything. He's like, oh, man, I'm hey, Santa over here. Fonzie Santa. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So terrible. Now we, we, we finish it up with a uh, Vince ho-ho-hoing off the air and Heenan gets the last laugh in because he throws in a uh, flare woo. Well, did you like the episode, Than? Um, did you enjoy your pay-per-view? Well, you know, I, I, I did. I think I like watching superstars better than this. Yeah. yeah like, I like pay-per-views and everything because it, it's fun to see the, the payoffs for all of the shoes that we're seeing on superstars. But I just find the, the match or the matches with the red tights uh, more entertaining and the promos more entertaining on a superstars. So uh, it was good and I'm glad we get to see the payoffs, but I'm ready for the next superstars at this point. Yeah. It's like uh, the buildup was better than the, than the finish. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. As my wife will tell you. (laughs) I wasn't going to go there. Yeah. I kind of feel like, yeah. Some of the matches that I wish were longer weren't and some were Mm. shorter. Yeah. Than, than they needed to be. I was really disappointed. The, the sleeper match that I thought was going to be awesome was uh, going to be Head Shrinker's high energy, and it was really weak. Yeah. But two strong matches that I wasn't expecting to be strong was Yoko, Virgil. Mm-hmm. Virgil, he wasn't going to win, but Yoko just looks so dominant against oh, yeah. Virgil. Oh, uh, yeah. That was that was a great show and a taker Kamala. This <laughs> is so good. Yeah, just the, all you need is Kamala's face facial expressions during that match, and that tells it all. Like I'm sitting here watching it for the second or third time, and with the sound down, and it's just it's, it's so phenomenal good. to watch him. Yeah, R.I.P. Kamala. Sorry we missed you, big guy, because you are our favorite wrestler of this era. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. So yeah, this is right. I mean. For story, I'll go take a Kamala and for just a, a good match to debut because Vince saw money. We mm-hmm. saw two superstars where, where uh, Yokozuna comes out and Vince has been talking over it, yeah. promoting something else. He's got this 505 pound giant dude and he was barely paying attention to him on TV. 
he does this match with Virgil and listens to the crowd on every impact. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, you can hear oh, him see, see gold. He's yeah. Like, he sees gold. He's like, point. Yoko's going to be, and he stops himself. Cause he's yep. like, he's about to say Yoko's going to be champion. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he will be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, that's his, his inner monologue. Coming his out inner like monologue comes yeah. out. He's like, this, this is at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, easily. You actually could hear it on commentary where Vince is like, this is the dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to find his next big, big man. His and, big uh, man, big monster. It's going to be a heel territory for the first time ever with this guy. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I agree. I was like done with half of these feuds before we even got to this pay-per-view. I was done with, I was done with Nails. I was way oh, yeah. done with Tatanka. Yeah, we're not um, going to have to deal with Nails for, for much longer. I'm wondering how many uh, episodes of Superstars he gets on before he's he's out the door. So that one didn't last too long. Yeah, I wonder Tatanka's going to stick around for a little while. Yeah, we're going to um, have fuel Tatanka soon. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. The evil Indian. We're going to, we should be seeing uh, Doink more, you know. Go beat the shit out of the Crush soon. So, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Where's Crush? All this, yeah, where is Crush? We have seen Crush it forever. He got all this hype all summer. And he's not even on this pay-per-view. Not a word, not a yeah. mention. To go back and that when those vignettes of him crushing the milk carton, he's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Where some of uh somewhere like you know, the, the matador, we're not seeing we're not seeing Tito, no. we're not seeing uh Crush, seeing enough of Lance Cassidy for him to be on anything, but does he ever even get to I, I have totally seen enough of Lance Cassidy. Well, yeah, but I mean has he does he even get on a pay-per-view? Like what's next? We've got Royal Rumble next. Maybe he'll be in the Rumble. Yeah, he'll he'll probably throw his ass out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I gotta find that one of my favorite Royal Rumbles is I think they came down one and two, but mm-hmm. it was Axe and then Smash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're the only people in the ring and they just look at each other and they're like, all right. And just sort of like beat the crap out. And everybody That's what Axe crazy. and Smash would do. This is perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be cool seeing this Rumble because this is after like the, the Flair Rumble where he won the whole thing and won a belt. Yeah. 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 And I think this is the first Rumble where they decided that something big like that needed to be on the line every year. So they, this is the start of the, Whoever wins it gets to WrestleMania main event. Oh, cool. Nice. It nice, is cool. Nice, nice. All right, dude. So, looking forward to that. So we will get back to some superstars now mm-hmm. that we've been through Survivor Series. We'll head into the month of December. And yeah, we'll see see everybody on Saturday mornings again. That's right. It's a Sayonara Undertaker. And Shawn Michaels has left the building with only one belt. Only one belt. He's got to keep his belt. <laughs> He's got, he's got a belt. He's got a belt. He's got nothing he's to lose. Yes, exactly. All right. Very good.